salt. Toast is burning. Toast is not. Every time she has a seizure, she smells something burning. Now, if we can provoke that smell by probing the surface of the brain, we'll find the source of the seizures. Mrs. Gold, do you feel anything? And see the most wonderful lights. And now what do you feel? Did you pour cold water on my hand, Dr. Penfield? Now what? Uh, what is it, Mrs. Gold? Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield, I can smell burnt toast. Dr. Wilder Penfield. He cured my seizures and hundreds more. They say he drew the roadmap of the human brain. We just called him the greatest Canadian alive. Well, big shout out to our wonderful Mary who actually sent us the clip, that clip that we just played for Clip of the Week last week in preparation for this episode. Uh, Sister Mary Alexander, uh, he has been giving us really great links and notes, uh, including this week about um, Kiara's performance. But anyway, this Heritage Minute, this is, this is drag. <laughs> I can't believe it's, this is not like a satire of something else. Like, I can't believe this is the straightforward version. This is the earnest version, you know? Mm, There's right. Just, and, and maybe it's just because we are in a, we're in a post heritage minutes time where burnt toast is kind of like a punchline, you know? So <laughs> when she's just like, I smell burnt toast. I, it's, I mean, thank you, Dr. Penfield. Thank you, Dr. Zismo. <laughs> you know? Yes, I was just saying. I was like, Where, where's that voice? Yeah. Where's that voice? <laughs> Let oh, her my, out. <laughs> Let her out. Oh, my God. I always think about the Dr. Zismo ads and, and Isabel R. from New York, New York. Thank you for saving my face. Thank you for saving my life. That's how I always read it whenever I see it. Uh, I think thank about you for her saving constantly. my seizures. Thank you for saving my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saving uh, my breakfast. It was burning. It's toast. <laughs> it's just toast. Just toast. Toast. As, yeah. Yes. No. But as as uh, as Chloe Seven E would say, toast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's toast. that's also true. Can also burn. Could also be a sign of a stroke. So yes, burn um, toast. Uh, <laughs> um, I. So what's interesting about these heritage minutes? You know, obviously, as an American, I'm like, what did we have like this? And I do remember that on. Um, Nick Jr. during the day when I was a kid, there would, you know, there weren't really commercials on Nick Jr. It was all Nickelodeon programming. And so there would be these, you know, like Linda Ellerby obviously was doing the whole Nick News thing. Yeah. But uh, and there were there were minute kind of information ads. But even on the actual programming in between things, there were little cartoons or little sketches, little skits. Um, th the one that this reminds me of, though, is kind of like uh, it. It's not totally a PSA, but I think of the Ninja Turtles that stopped the kid that was about to buy marijuana. Do you remember this? Vaguely, I mean, I remember the drug PSAs. I mean, I don't. I kind of remember the Ninja Turtles telling someone to not smoke pot, but then they're like, "Yes, but you've yes. got all that pizza. Um, <laughs> it makes it taste better." 
But I, I also remember the, and this may have been regional, but I remember the claymation one with the little girl with the dog. <gasps> yes, Penny. Penny. And then she says at yes. the end, drugs are bad. I wouldn't do drugs. Oh. And then the dog yes, licks yes, her. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I quote this still to this day. I go, um, uh, uh, she says, hamsters are good. Birthday parties are real good. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Yeah. <laughs> but drugs at a birthday party. Now we're talking turkeys. <laughs> I'll be there early. <laughs> well, anyway, these Heritage Minutes, uh, it sounds like they were a staple back in those formative years of the 90s. Like, it makes sense that Drag Race is going to bring this back because it certainly is such a camp moment. Uh, I, I went through a bunch of them. The one that I thought was also very funny that I recommend to our Marys is uh, the original illustrator or, or creator of the Superman comic. Um, oh. the, the I guess he's walking to a train with his cousin or his sister or something, uh, and he's about to get on a train, and uh, he's telling her all about Superman, and she's like mocking the idea. <laughs> She's oh, like, the nerve. oh, please. She's like, oh, really? He can fly. Shut up. Like it's <laughs> right. You mean he just gets into a phone booth and gets into a spandex bodysuit with that little bit of square footage? <laughs> Bitch, please. I, <laughs> I think what's funny is that her name in at least in the Heritage Minute is Lois. So it's like, oh, OK. Lois oh. Lane. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I see what they did there. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, you you know, I will say this going through them, they're only a minute long. You could watch 10 of them and then, you know, it's 10 10 minutes have gone by and uh, you learn a lot about Canadian history. You're kind of like, oh, well, that was nice. (laughs) Yeah, that was nice. I did not know about Dr. Penfield. And uh, (laughs) oh my God, that brain, that gross brain he was working on. It was like, somebody pouring cold water on my hand. Where's the baba beans? (laughs) (laughs) Bring me a nice Chianti. Yeah, it it was very Hannibal, yes. Oh, my God, that takes me back. Wait, did you mean Hannibal Lecter? Sorry. (laughs) That's uh, All Stars, Blair St. Clair. Oh, oh, I don't know. I was, I was, all of a sudden I was just thinking about how Jodie Foster speaks. Oh, Dr. Lecter, you know? (laughs) Dr. Lecter. uh, Dr. Lecter. yeah, she's she's a, she's a big girl, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Big girl, yeah. <laughs> I can still hear the lambs. <laughs> so dark, so yeah. dark. Animatron yeah. movie waiting to happen for sure. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So back to Canada's Drag Race. So I. I, I, I appreciated that they did this camp and that they did these two sketches. Watching these certainly informed kind of why that the burnt toast or the burnt tuck one was so deranged. You know, if I mm-hmm. if I didn't know the premise, I would have been like, what are they? Why? Why are we seeing her brain? Like, it, who wrote this? You right. know, why I, is I think this I, happening? <laughs> and and I'll, I'm actually I can speak to that experience because I hadn't watched the Heritage Minutes because I've I've had a chaotic week and so i just you know uh screeched into the parking spot and you know ran in five minutes late to this but i having not yeah yeah, (laughs) i i pulled into my little you know compact spot my pre my pre-leased pre-owned davina de campo (laughs) beep beep um 
and didn't have time. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm late. Oh, excuse me. Uh, And I did not have time to watch the Heritage Minutes. So I actually think now that we're talking about that, that was a benefit because watching it, I was like, this is chaotic. This is, (laughs) I mean, I've heard other people kind of talking about there's this chaotic energy about Canada's drag race that Mm. I'm kind of loving. It's. This, it's, oh. there's, some, there's something about it where it was like the Zamboni is just flying right off the rink, you know? Like, it is just, this whole fucking series is just nutso. But having not had the point of reference, even more so. It was just like, mm. I love that I don't get these references. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if it's the editing or if it's the contestants or if it's the fact that there's three judges. But uh, there is a chaotic nature and... Uh, yeah, you know, I guess it's it's. It, I think the chaotic nature is fine. Like I'm fine with that. I'm fine with first season vibes always. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always appreciate that. Um, but there is some vibes when it's when I can tell that it's trying not to be chaotic, which is when I'm kind of like, ah, yeah. I don't know if I like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's. Um, it's funny. Like I think about Drag Race Thailand, and I think how it was very much itself. You know, it didn't feel like it was trying to be anything other than Drag Race Thailand. And I think when it got chaotic, I was like, yeah, but this is just who you are, who you are, girl. Like, I think I appreciated that Drag Race Thailand kind of accepted its own identity. Does that make sense? Like, it's not it was it was the same idea, but its own show, you know? Yeah, you know, you could say the same about Dragula season one, which was very much like kids in a basement filming a horror movie. And it is great. It it becomes its own identity. And what's interesting about Drag Race UK being its first season, there was also these like opening night jitters throughout that season that I thought were really charming. And the cast was strong. It was small. It was only 10 queens. And I thought that there was this kind of specialness to it. The fact that there are 12 queens on their first season, that RuPaul is doing all of the the voiceover work but right. isn't in the show, adds this other element where it's like, I feel like you think you're, I feel like you're trying to create a season two, but you need to go back to season one. Um, there's this element that I think is missing about its newness. I still feel like they are certainly infusing Canada and bringing some Canadian pride to the platform, which is great. But what I think is missing is that first season kind of like, nope, we're going to do our own thing. This is our stamp. This is ours. We're in Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think I, you know, that was that's something I could also say is a real distinction from uh, Drag Race UK and Drag Race Thailand was I guess I kind of went into those seasons with some sense of identity like okay Drag Race UK like there we talked about this a little bit last week but there are certain like specific traditions of UK drag and I remember people saying like oh like British people don't do talking heads like this isn't our thing it's so cheesy and American and so I kind of <laughs> loved seeing these like British queens figure that out and mm, then Drag Race Thailand yeah. yeah exactly and like Drag Race Thailand I it's such a different culture that I was, I was like, I know this is going to be its own thing because like it just, I I don't know. For some reason I went, I went into it knowing having some point of reference. The point being, I don't know what to expect from Canada's drag race. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what makes it Canadian, so to speak. And I don't mean that in like a dig. It's like, I, it's like, you show me, you show me Valerie. (laughs) And I don't quite know yet. Like, 
like what this what's going on up there you know you show me you show you me show me yeah. um oh she's brilliant um yeah no i hear you i hear you what's going on behind the wall up north you know beyond mm-hmm. the wall as they say the, the mm-hmm. wildlings um yeah i'm getting i'm starting to get it but you know what's keeping me going with the show is these queens uh yeah. i just kind of watching them closely there's one queen in particular I talk about this episode that i just kept my eye on and would give the BSA for the week uh, too because of this one line that she did. Ugh, she's just so fun to watch. But mm. uh, I'll talk about that later. I do want to continue down this path of Canada <clears throat> um, and having its own show. So one of the problems I think that I am having with Canada's Drag Race is not necessarily Brooklyn Heights, or Jeffrey Boyer Chapman or Stacey McKenzie. Like, I, I, I think that they're all fine judges or fine p- people. Um, it's that they're doing impressions of RuPaul. Mm. And I, the show, I just don't think the show is going to have its own voice, flair, or flavor, or identity for that matter, right? Yeah. Um, if they continue yeah. to do that. Like, even to the little minute nuances of the way that Brooklyn will say, oh, pit crew. It's like, that is that is definitely not yours. And right. then uh, you could even go down to the minutia of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman at the end when he says, now, sachet away. Like, it's all the same tone. And mm-hmm. that's something, like, first of all, UK didn't have to contend with that because it was RuPaul, uh, you know, basically poking fun at herself for not knowing or understanding what the queens were saying, right? There was always mm-hmm. that kind of joke. And then right, in babes, Drag Race, right, Th- babes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right, babes. Um, and then you have Drag Race Thailand, where yeah, they took phrases, but it was in a different. First of all, most of it was not in English. Uh, and then when they did have the American phrases, they weren't quoting. Uh, or quoting the tone of RuPaul, they were saying it to keep it on brand. But everything else was different. And I'm even going to bring it down to the way that the show exposes itself, I think, as something that is lacking its own voice, is the fact that they're giving the guest hosts the lines of RuPaul. So it was very odd to me to hear the the guest host this week, Jade, uh, Mm -hmm. Jade Hasune, um, it was pronounced two different ways, so I'm sorry, Marys, if if it's Hasune, which is the way RuPaul said it, or Hasune, Hasune, which is how uh, I think somebody else said it. But uh, Jade came out and he read the lines, uh, made the best woman win, and it didn't. I I don't understand why they made this choice. Well, and I it, think that that's like I, that's another big distinction, and maybe is is where I, I'm kind of finding it easier to kind of identify Drag Race Thailand as its own thing and Drag Race UK as its own thing. Because Drag Race UK obviously had Rue and Michelle, there's familiar voices, and then um, it was Alan Carr and uh, Graham Norton, just kind of like fit right in. And then mm. with Drag Race Thailand, like Art Aria and Pangina are their own fucking thing. I know. And like <clears throat> brought their own, like, it's like, the guests drag- they brought. Oh, and the my guests, God. But Drag Race Thailand didn't have to do an impersonation of RuPaul's Drag Race because it had fucking Pangina. Why would you <laughs> Why would you not just go with what you got? I so, know. I know. And the erasure of Drag Race Thailand in the minds of so many Drag Race fans also really bothers me. I just oh. wanted to put that in there. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I, I weep openly every night about that. Yeah. I... <laughs> um, 
I mean, the pillowcases I've gone through, you know? <laughs> it's like I'm a teenager all over again. I'll leave it at that. Bowling <laughs> Branch pillowcases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> promo, call, promo code All Right Mary. Um, nah, promo just kidding. code Watch Drag Race Thailand. Yeah, promo um, code Have You Seen Drag Race Thailand? <laughs> but I think, just to kind of go back to then your point about Canada's Drag Race, I mean, I do kind of say Stacy's a bit of an exception. I'm still kind of like, oh, I like Stacy. She brings that Canada's next top model energy mm-hmm. th- that feels specific and individual to her. But yes. I think Brooklyn and Jeffrey, it's like our points of, like, this is also an important thing, our points of reference to them. We know Jeffrey as either like on Unreal or a guest star on Drag Race. And we know That's Brooklyn correct. as a runner-up on Drag Race. So yes. it's, there is something that feels kind of like, oh, when they're like the authorities in the room. And then even more so when like the guest that we're not familiar with or who, you know, isn't kind of, I don't know. I know I wasn't familiar with, obviously. Um, I, I think that's what it comes down to for me is this sense of authority. Mm. Like, are you, this sounds weird, but like, are you qualified? You know what I mean? Well, well and, and you know, it's interesting because I was trying to, somebody was like, oh, how's Drag Race Thailand? Somebody was asking me, or not Drag Race Thailand, how's Drag Race Canada? Because you're watching it. I haven't started watching it yet. And I said, oh, you know, I, I really like Jimbo. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting to know some of these queens. I like Tainomi. Um, and they were like, how is, how's the hosts? And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's Brooklyn Heights. And they're like, oh, Brooklyn Heights. And I'm like, you know, I, I remember Brooklyn Heights for how fierce she looked and for her dancing. It's, I, I don't. I don't recall Brooklyn for her like, you know, bubbly personality or for being that funny. And then my, my friend retorted, oh, but she was funny on that one challenge. And I'm like, yeah, she was funny on that one challenge. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cut, I don't want to cut her too short. I really don't because I think that Brooklyn is really talented, but I just don't, you're, I, I you're saying authority one way, which I can hear like this authority of like, to judge other queens. But I even think like Brooklyn having the authority to walk into the workroom and, you know, be like, I used to do ballet. It's like, girl. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. Well, that, but, but why a, does that need to be a challenge? You know what right, I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. Like it's one thing for RuPaul to be like, well, this is what I had to do in my career. And now you're going to learn. But it's another thing for mm. Brooklyn Heights to be like, I was, I did ballet. It's like, <laughs> Okay, cool. Like I was a Boy Scout. Like you know. Yeah. Right. Right. I sucked a lot of dick in college. Right. Where's that challenge? Do that challenge. (laughs) Well, Well, Priyanka Priyanka did did. that challenge. Yeah. 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 Bite my tongue. (laughs) It 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 burned. It burned. Toast. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I smelled something. Yeah, that was boy. Was that a moment? Was that a moment of just the camera sweeping away? Like, oh no. Oh no, not that. (laughs) Oh no, not that. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Uh, Very very Canadian to be like, nope. It, it, th- yeah, I am. You know, I uh, last week, you know, we were we were being like, well, you know, it's a you know, it's a little half baked, it's a little Canadian, and I was like, oh, I hope we're not being offensive. And then a lot of Canadians were like, no, 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 you're right, it's a little half baked. And so now I'm just gonna like ride on the wings of that dove and be like, yeah, I am swooning for the half bakedness of it all. Like I think I do love it. I do yeah, love it. It's yeah. part of its charm, you know. Yeah, and you know what? Was it a Mary? I think it was a Mary that that mentioned to us. I think it was via email. Or maybe it was on Twitter that was like, no, it was email because they were like, yeah, when it's American 
imports or when it's Canadian things that are to be sold to be American or are copying American, right, for Americans to consume, there is that half-baked quality. And when it's just Canadian, it's very different, right? And so I, I kind of also love that lens of being like, yeah, the reason this is half-baked is because they're trying to have us consume it mm. and and thinking that, the, you know, of getting the American aesthetic and it's, it's it, you know, it's half-baked. And I, I also love it. I also love it. I do love... I love the Property Brothers. Okay, mm-hmm. and granted, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on the musicians that have made it in America that are fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, I mean, and yeah. to say nothing of like TV classics like Train Forty Eight. Apparently, <laughs> boy, the feedback and response. Oh, people we, hated that and oh, loved it. Triggered <laughs> Express Train to Triggerville. I loved it. Like, I'm just so glad that people were like, "Oh no, that was Train Forty Eight, girl." Um, <laughs> Well, you know, and someone else mentioned, and I think it's worth mentioning here because it is such a glowing exception, is Schitt's Creek in terms of Canadian, sure. you know, television. Sure. It is, Schitt's Creek is so impeccable and is so the opposite of Half-Baked. And I... Um, does it I, does it count, though? Weren't, wasn't Dan Levy and Catherine O'Hara, weren't they trained in the, in the States? So was I Lemon. Say that. So was Lemon. Well, Lemon did well this week. So I mean, I I think it counts because it's a Canadian production. It's like agreed, the, agreed. I'm you know, I'm just being an asshole. Totally, no, I, I know. Yes, but yes, I yes. I mean, it, I think I think it's like I don't know. I just wanted to mention that because I just think Shit's Creek is so impeccable that like I recognize that not everyone can be a train forty eight, but there are the Shit's Creeks of Canada that I I recognize. I recognize, and I've seen some great movies come out of Canada. Um, of course, of course. Sarah Polly's movies, um, Away From Her and uh, Take This Waltz. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. my God. Take This Waltz. Ugh. Just <gasps> cry fests. Oh, yeah. God, I think, yeah, seriously. Like, I, I was dehydrated. I needed to drink water. Yeah. 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 I yeah, was, yeah. Take this IV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Away <laughs> From Her as well is is one of my favorite movies. That's, that's oh, God. Like, any anyone listening who knows that movie... Please contact me with the same fervor you contacted me about Train 48. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, Mary, I think we can jump into this episode. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we kind of talked about the derivativeness of reading RuPaul's lines. Because the last point I'll make, actually, before we jump into the episode, is that it reminds me of... Do you remember when Project Runway went to Melissa Milano Cookies and she took over for the All-Stars? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, top model went to Rita Ora. And, you know, when when even when an American Idol, there were new judges when like Paula left, you know, mm-hmm. I just feel like the magic is gone because it becomes canned. The lines become lines. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like and, the, the identity of that host has been established by one very strong personality. And so for Heidi Klum to leave, Alyssa Milano almost has no choice in the beginning like she's jumping into a moving car, so she has no mm. choice but to go where Heidi was going until unless she can like turn the wheel into like Milanoville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think of Broadway when they have you know there's the original Broadway cast person, mm-hmm. um, you know the original actor, you know that gets all the royalties and whatever for that character and all those choices, and then you have you know the the second person or the replacement or whatever. There's, well, first of all, there's two elements here to discuss. The first is many audience members will see that understudy 
and not have seen the original. So they will be like, oh, my God, or not understudy. I shouldn't say understudy. We'll see the replacement Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, my God, they were amazing. Not knowing that that replacement is actually being directed for the most part for iconic roles to emulate the original Broadway cast performers take on that character, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know that as an audience member. Now, if it's a show where you see it multiple times, there are replacements that get not notoriety, but get famous or get mentions because they bring something new to the character and they, they, they give it a fresh take and it's like, Oh my God, I didn't know Elphaba could be played that way. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not happening here in Canada. That didn't happen with top, uh, Project Runway. That didn't happen with Top Model. Yeah, I would say it, it's and I and I willing. I mean, I don't know if this is devil's advocate, but I'm also willing to see. There's this intentionality about it. There not being one main right. host or one main judge, and it's almost like they're kind of humbly Canadianly acknowledging. Oh no, I know we're not I, Brooklyn's not RuPaul. We know, we know. Sorry, sorry. All three of us are are doing this, and we have Jade here to also help. So, like, there's something oddly humble about like mm. w- four people are going to do the job of one here, and and so yeah, and you, you know, know what? I love that. I do love that about this Canada's Drag Race. I love that there's three of them. I, I yeah. just want to put that on the record. I love that they are like dismantling the matriarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and like I definitely noticed that this this week of like, oh Jeffrey, oh I oh, we're going to call you mother now, okay. <laughs> And I'm excited for Stacy's week because I I do mm, all of this Stacey's being said week. <laughs> I still really like Stacy. Oh, I want it to be Stacy's top mo- uh, Stacy's uh, drag race. Stacy's yeah, drag absolutely. race. Yeah, Stacy yeah. McKenzie's drag race. Yeah. yeah, I just I like when she'll ask the girl like when she asked Kine like well, what do you think your luck like she, mm. she she gives good advice she yeah, yeah. Ugh, telling like them how Stacey. to walk and yeah. elongate yeah. their bodies yeah I like yeah, her no, yeah so I think all these criticisms I want I have to say I think Stacy is is exempt from this to be honest got it yeah I I will totally agree but um let's let's jump into this episode and tell yeah. our Marys what they are listening to oh my goodness well they are of course listening to another episode of all right Mary all right Mary all right Mary <laughs> Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and Kimchi thinks you're the merch person. (laughs) And I'm Colin, and Kimchi says take off your robes. (laughs) (laughs) Kimchi thinks you're the merch person. Oh, my God, I died. (laughs) And that's from, like, the Work the World documentary. Is that what that's from? Yeah, the series on Wow Presents Plus, but I saw it because they were showing a promo on Twitter, which, granted, it made me want to watch the series. Like, absolutely oh, I, made me want to watch the series. Well, let me tell you, if in case you need any more push in that direction, what I've heard about that series is you get a really, really great uh understanding and like appreciation of Kennedy goddamn Davenport. Oh, uh, you t- you mentioned that last week. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's what I've heard. That's like the one thing I'd heard is that like, oh, you see her in a whole other light. You get so much more about her. Um, and I think she and maybe some of the other queens, maybe it was Asia, talk about like people doing photo ops and asking them to step out of the picture. Yes, Asia does like that. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so God, I love Asia. Oh my yeah. God. Those butterflies. It was such a Oh, my, I cannot believe that moment happened. I know. I know. Like, it just, she was just, 
such a front runner and then the butterflies happen. I was like, oh, oh no. God. She's yeah. gonna she's gonna come on to All Star Six and there's gonna be a prom theme runway and it's gonna be Carrie at the prom, but it's gonna be butterflies, red butterflies mm-hmm. falling on her. <laughs> That is really, I mean, that's the long game here is that Asia gets to get back on the national platform and like own that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like people bullied me by coming to my meet and greets and showing me dead butterflies. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Can you imagine? Uh, I I hope that doesn't happen. God damn it. Asia. Asia O'Hara. She's got such a like... She's like a she's like a lesbian scientist aunt. That's what that's what I think of. She's like a oh. she's like your aunt who's like a lesbian, but she's also like a biologist. So that's so interesting because my aunt is a, a biologist. Okay, she works in a lab. Aunt Ruthie, you oh, know Aunt Ruthie. I know Aunt Ruthie. Yes, she is a biologist, and you know Aunt Ruthie gives off some lesbian vibes. I mean, she loves, you know, she loves her cats. Yeah, and she loves gardening. Yeah, uh, that's, I'm just man. I'm what a, a what a, a what a lesbian! No, I love. I mean, <laughs> I love big lesbian energy. I'm I'm same, very drawn same. to it. Um, mm, and obviously, same. it's appropriate because obviously, that's people. People are just uh, swooning for this for the big lesbian energy of Brooklyn Heights. And I'm, oh, I know. I'm still know. figuring it out. Not that I don't believe it. I'm just not fluent in all the ways. You know, I it's I can very, spot an ant, but not a lesbian. Mm, yeah. It's I I. Somebody mentioned it. It's this horse energy. Oh, there's this this yeah. hoarseness. Horses have a lesbian draw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is what I'm I, what I've been told. Okay, but anyway, Mary. Before we go on, we have to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about this uh, episode, this uh, heritage moment. Yeah. Right. Hey, Marys. Let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp, and that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, so we were talking about lesbian horses. Where were we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know that joke, Mary? Oh, my God, I'm going to tell it anyway. What do do gay horses eat? Of course they do. Go for it. Uh, What do gay horses eat? 
No, no, no. You. Oh, you want me you, to? You want me? Oh, yes. you want? Oh, you. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hey. What do lesbian horses eat? Each hey. other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Each other. I never heard that. <laughs> Oh Mary, oh Mary, you totally stepped on my line and I love you. I love you for it. Well, oh my god. The punch the punchline is normally what do what do lesbian horses eat? Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. And you went each other? Each other. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's important to tell that joke after the gay horses one, though. Yeah. You have to, like. You got to set yeah. it up. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah uh, because everybody knows that punchline and they're like, oh, I got this. And then you're like, lesbians. Right. Like, oh, wh- wh- what would it be? Yeah. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm explaining a joke. <laughs> you are. People love that. They love when we explain our jokes. Yeah. So, so Mary, there's this moment in the beginning of this episode where RuPaul comes on the screen. Um, RuPaul, who is not hosting this series, yeah, um, <laughs> comes on the screen and she says, if you stay historical, you ain't gonna get historical, okay? <laughs> Don't fight it, okay? Okay? <laughs> so come on down to the fake flower plant. Fake po- the fake flower, it's the fake flower plant plant. That's what it is. Yes, the so fake flower plant So come on down plant. to the fake pl- flower plant. I can't even say it. Fake pl- I'm, like, I'm like Boa in the challenge. I would be her. I would just be stumped. Mm. Was that Boa or Alona? That was Boa. It was Boa. It was Boa. They've got a yeah. kind of a similar quality right i feel like they could be, i hear you yep yeah i hear you they could yeah. be uh they could they could have been drag sisters yeah like their moms um, could have been twins and then now they're cousins mm-hmm. yeah mm, i hear what you're saying um yeah the fake flower plant plant don't fight it okay, okay. <laughs> uh just wanted to mention that little nuance there um so uh, mary there is yes. a, a there is a queen that we love. We love Jimbo. I think we can agree on that. We'll talk about Jimbo in just a second. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. wanted to just give some love for Boa. Okay. All right. Let's, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I, there, yes, there's something about Boa. Uh, go on. <laughs> so I've, this episode, the second time through, I decided, uh, you know, there was a moment in the workroom that I loved uh, that made me want to watch her throughout the episode. And she has these like group, whenever they have these group shots, her reactions, I'm just loving. I, I'm getting her. I love her lips. She's just somebody that my eye is just drawn to. And I think she's also very, very funny. And there's this moment uh, in the workroom where she goes, uh, it's after they filmed the challenge and it's the elimination day. And she goes, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm having crazy anxiety attack. I'm ready to throw up, girl. All I can do is hope for the best and prepare to lip sync. <laughs> and I was yeah. like. <laughs> I know that moment jumped out at me. And honestly, can I say, I feel like that is, I'm going to go out on a, uh, on a big old chilly limb and say there's something Canadian about that because she's just it's like there's no she's just being real I feel like she's mm. not she's not like well I moved to Hollywood five years to go to be famous right, like she's, she right. lives in Canada and she's just being like a real gal who's like I'm having a panic attack right now and <laughs> that's something that I appreciate about some of these queens is they they don't yes. they tell it to you straight you know 
Yeah, I love that about her. She's like that throughout this whole episode, even with the mispronunciation of Alona. And mm-hmm. I, w- I was living for that. She's like, I'm, I don't know how to say it. Is that right? Wait, no, it's Alona, right? Or it's Alana? Alana. Um, I, yeah, I, I really appreciated that. And then, I don't know if you remember from the mini challenge, the, you know, the the Brooklyn Heights running nut smacker. Um, Um, Yes, of course. uh, uh, When she gets up there, she's like, mommy and daddy fight at night. I walked in on him hurting her, but they said they were playing. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's so like, and the the way that she looked, and this is like a really obscure reference. I don't even know if you've seen this, but I'm hoping someone has, but there was this mini series on Amazon that won a bunch of Emmys a few years ago called Escape at Danamora and like Patricia Arquette was in it. it's about like a prison escape blah, blah. anyway sh- if you go back and look she looks like Patricia Arquette in Escape at Danamora <laughs> I-, I know that's a mouthful but for like the three and a half people listening who know what I'm talking about you're welcome okay okay you'll have to tweet on our Twitter uh, I'll do a side-by-side absolutely absolutely it's impeccable and because it's I mean that's a whole other bag of beans of like gross drag is Patricia Arquette Mm. in Escape at Danamora but like Uh. Boa is Boa is definitely uh channeling her I mean I was so happy normally these mini challenges it's like you know, you toss up a coin and you see who wins. Yeah. But I was happy to see that Boa won this because I'm like, yeah, this was fucking funny. It wasn't ballet because she spoke. And I kind of love that she's like, fuck it. <laughs> well, you know, and on the point of that, pun intended, I love that the camera was very keen to not show their feet because they were just kind of padding around. No one is on point. And I think when you see them doing this and they're just padding around on their flat feet, it's just it's so like you know, uh, the 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 four through eight-year-old, you know, ballet class on Saturday morning at the Arthur Murray, you know? Like, mm. it's so... Um, dance designs. Yeah. Dance, <laughs> yes. And they've got the, the, they've got the glamour shots on the wall with the glittery, yes. sparkly bathing suits. Yes, yeah. the bathing yeah. suits. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, uh, the, the reception is actually in, uh, there's like a sliding glass window. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they've yeah. got those little dum dum lollipops. Oh my mm, god. Kind of like a yeah, like a dentist office. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but there is a place where you can you know go in the back and put on your shoes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's little changing rooms. There's uh, cubby around the holes. Corner. There's cubby yeah, holes. cubby holes. Cubby yeah. holes when you walk in. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I used the to take, mom's weight. Yeah. The mom's <laughs> weight. Oh yeah. I used to take taekwondo at a place like this. It was a dance oh school, god. but then they had taekwondo classes there. And um, I think, I mean, you know, it was like, nice try, but, you know, nice try to make me straight with the whole karate business. But I'm just keeping my eye on all of the beautiful costumes on the wall. So, yeah, I know it's not the same term, but do do Joshi better don't. Right. Oh, no. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. There it is. (laughs) Um, So this mini challenge, uh, just two things I wanted to one of them I know you have comments on, but I loved Lemon as Bjork. I, that oh, I yeah. can forgive a lot of her wrongs from last episode just from that look alone and the reference. But Mary, what was going through your mind when Brooklyn started yelling and chasing the girls? I just, I, I you know, it was like, you're going to scare the chickens. Like that's, <laughs> that's what was going through my mind. <laughs> Don't run. <laughs> I win barely. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, there was there were two moments. There was there was that, and then there was this. I think it was after she announced the challenge, and then she kind of she exited like across the girls, and it's it. There was just this moment of like, I think you're going the wrong way, and they're just going to keep mm. this take. Like it was. Um, Oh, I see. Yes, you know I, I, mean? I know what you're talking it, about. It just yes. felt like, oh, okay, well, we'll just whatever. Well, let's just use this take and move on. Yeah, um, yeah. Brooklyn, <laughs> boy, Brooklyn in the workroom is. Oh, we could talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, it it because it kind of feels to me like some I. It's not like okay, so okay, when RuPaul comes to the workroom, I kind of feel like he's he's doing a variation on Tim Gunn. You know. And so yeah, oh, he's definitely quoting. He knows what he's quoting from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes, and even if it's not direct quotes, it's that energy. It's the suit. It's the like <clears throat> you know wear the studious suit. face. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, you, you want to make money, wear a suit. <laughs> make me fucking laugh. But when Brooklyn comes in, kind of like you know wearing. It's actually it's very much how Dan Levy's character David dresses in Shit's Creek. So I don't know if that's mm. a reference point, but it's very familiar. But I'm just like, who are you? Are you just like the mean pretty girl? Like who are you? Like I it, the, again, there was a lack of authority because you could tell that Brooklyn was quoting something else. Even like I died. I literally died and wanted to die um i literally died and wanted to die when she walks in and she says mama's home i know i was like well like aunt brooke's home like cousin brooke's here you know (laughs) not even aunt not even aunt is too royal this is cousin brooke um yeah and you know i it's not that she did a bad job at it she did what she did what she's supposed to do she walks over to kine's team and is like hey kine are you gonna take my advice now and you know has a little moment with her and then walks over to the other team and is like oh my gosh uh what like uh, you guys have to be prepared right she knew what to do um Mm -hmm. and it and i i it was almost like why did we include this but i don't know i i didn't get i i got a lot from the kine Brooklyn interaction I was like okay that's a little moment that's great great for kind because kind continued to talk back which I love right right well and you know on it and then kind of in comparison I think in terms of we kind of we're keeping using this word authority but I like that I feel like in comparison Jennifer Bowers Chapman when he was directing them I felt like he was doing a great job I felt like he was really like I I believed him and I mm-hmm, felt like he mm-hmm. had authority and I felt like yep. he was being supportive. Like there was something good time <clears throat> and he wasn't impersonating anyone. I felt like he was being right. real, you know? Yes. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> he was kind of like living in his Canadian oats with these other Canadian Queens, you know? And yep. I, I felt like he was like on their side. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like when Ross directs something or like even Carson where it's like you, yeah, I think it's exactly that he's on their side. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 feeling is, uh, I think, something that we celebrate on this podcast. Totally, when we get that feeling from a, a judge or a host or whatever, when we feel like they're on their side, like we love that about Drag Race, uh, Thailand, and Dragula. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. it never feels like they're trying to exploit them in any way. Right. I mean, I think it's like. Rue does it now for the drama of you know keeping them tense and on their toes in the workroom, but it's like well. I liked it better in like season one or two. I liked in season one when you were directing Nina, like use the boys, they're men. <laughs> She's a daisy. I, like, I, I will say this. RuPaul is also very good 
at causing the drama, but letting us know that she's causing the drama. Absolutely. Yep. You know, like she gets that tone she, because that's how the show started, that it was not serious. It was making fun of Top Model. It was making fun of Project Runway. It was their own little queer space. And, you know, now we have people quoting a quote, which is too much like a hat on a hat, which yeah. only works, you know, at two in the morning at sidetrack, you know. Yeah. Photocopy of a photocopy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, a quick little uh, nuance. Did you notice? Oh, my God. When Anastasia, she refers to Rita Vega as madam. When oh, she I... picks her for her team, she just goes, madam. <laughs> oh, I didn't. But I love that. Ugh. So now I just want Rita Vega is just madam now. <laughs> madam. Yeah, that's fine by me. I, you know, I and sort of on that note of Anastasia, I really enjoyed her this week. Oh, Mary. Yes. I mean, that... obviously she had the moment. Oh. Girl, that was. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say that the tears were shed. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, as much as we're kind of like, oh, you know, mushy in the middle Canada's drag race. But when they get to the social justice corner this week, I was like, ooh. That hit differently. Like it was mm. like, and then when Jimbo started crying, I was like, I'm done. I, you can't, Ugh. I'm done. Like it was, and there was like a real genuineness about them all coming over and hugging her versus like, ooh, camera time, you know? Like I think it was uh, Alona who was just like, I just want to come over and touch you and just tell you that we all love you. I, that felt so real to me. I love that. Well, because I don't think, I, well, I know that these moments are slightly fabricated in the sense that when it starts to happen, people the the queens know okay yes. somebody's gonna share right yep. they know yeah. that mm-hmm. but it's very different than all stars five when you heard uh blair st Clair go that was really brave of you for sharing right yeah yeah it's I, it's, it's different mm-hmm. it, it does still manage to feel a little more organic and and that is something that i'm i think in all of the sort of chaoticness and the little you know there's as much as there's moments where Canada's Drag Race is doing a bit of an impersonation when it forgets to it shows like a very genuine side of itself I'm like oh this this is this is great keep doing this keep being real like this I love mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and you know what I, I I will criticize when it feels contrived to me numbs us to the actual realness of the story like this story hit because it was presented in a very real way mm-hmm. i mean i do not want to skip over the discussion about a gay person getting shot for being gay getting shot three times and having to drive themselves to the hospital and then yeah. and then leaving that leaving leaving the bahamas and then claiming asylum like that is a story that i don't want to become numb to and i feel like with all that's going on in the world and all of these amazing murders I say amazing, like, I can't believe they're still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, horrific things that we're seeing. Uh, I just don't want us to become desensitized. And when they're presented in this, okay, now here's your moment, mm-hmm. right? It, it it doesn't do its justice. I mean, the fact that Jimbo, was it Jimbo who said, you know, we have to remember as Canadians, we live in privilege. Yep. That, that should is- be celebrated. American gays, particularly white ones, forget that not too long ago, gay people were being shot in America, you know, just like trans people are being murdered in America right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I, you know, I think it was, 
I, obviously, I'm not Canadian. I, I, I would be happy to be Canadian by insertion if possible. Um, but I uh, was proud <laughs> of Canada. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm so proud of Canada. How that that Anastars, you could come and get asylum and you come thrive here. I was like, oh, Canada, you're doing great, girl. You're doing mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously, we know that they're not doing great. All around, but in that point, no one is. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah, no have pride is. for that. Definitely yeah. have pride. Um, yeah, I a, a big fan of Anastasia. Uh, I hope Anastasia sticks around. Um, I was nervous this week with Tainomi and kind of the edit that Tainomi is getting, uh. especially how Tainomi was in that challenge. Did you get? And I know we're not supposed to compare queens, but whatever. Uh, it's a safe space, Marys. Yeah. Um, I. Tainomi's voice sounded like Nina Monina Brown in the 90210 Ho Challenge. Yeah, I like the tone. Like you know what I mean? Like the the cadence of a non-actor reading those lines. Mhm. Yeah, I'll, it it felt I mean it's just that feeling of like, oh, this is not A, this is not your gig and you are you are two towns over from faking it till you make it here. <laughs> like it's just like you're still Not on your train gig. 48 you know like mm. yeah i was getting like out in a couple episodes vibe yeah and i'm bummed because i i really i just i just like yeah. tainomi i like her talking heads like <laughs> i just like tainame tainomi um, tainami <laughs> tainami i like bart um <laughs> I mean, I think he's really cute, and I like his energy and the talking heads. I just want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I will say this: Jeffrey Boyer Chapman saying "You want me to feed it to you" is my sexuality. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, clocked on that one. Like, yes. god damn it. <laughs> what, yeah. My two favorite things: eating and being fed. I love it. <laughs> Oh God, that has 2020 energy all over it, Mary. Yeah, Ugh, eating and being fed. Eating and being fed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you caught this too, but uh, Kiara, we sh- we should actually spend a little time talking about Kiara. But Kiara uh, gets it on the first take, right? And they're all like, "Oh wow, you don't even have to do another take." And then in the talking head, she goes, she says, "One take wonder," but it sounds like one dick wonder. Oh. Well, sometimes it's all you need, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you only need one dick. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah but one. think of what you could do with two. You know? <laughs> um, so let's talk about these, this challenge. Actually, what we should talk about is the, I think the, how, uh, the, sorry, the results of the judging. Um, and through that, we can kind of extrapolate with the looks and. Sure. And their performances. So um, I thought this judging was off. Um, for me, I thought, you know, I would have put Kiara, Jimbo, Priyanka, and Rita Vega in the top. and Or sorry, Madam in the top. And then uh, my bottom, my bottoms, mm. would be uh, Alona, Scarlett, and Tainomi. Um, and maybe Boa too, right? If I was going to pick four to be in the bottom, Alana, Alona, sorry, I'm doing it. Um, Alona and Scarlet, they were really bad in the challenge, Mary. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Here's the thing. It's like, honestly, maybe I just, you know, cause I, I did have to kind of do a lightning round of watching this, uh, before recording, but I, I kind of thought Boa and ended up doing really well. 
And I was sort of surprised she was like getting read for filth. I thought, well, she nailed it, nailed all the lines and she had the right energy. And like, I felt like she, she was giving me what I needed. I didn't have a feeling of her like not listening to other people. I did. Uh, so I get why it wasn't that good, but I thought the fact that she struggled kind of helped her because Alona and Scarlett, like they just, they weren't funny at all. They were boring. It was, they did this sing songy thing. It was yeah. just a bad choice. It was a bad choice and it, it died whenever it went to them. And I just, I, I didn't love that. And uh, I guess they I did like their names, vegan and Tara. I appreciated um, that. I, I, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I get that reference. Oh, I feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know Tegan and Sarah. Yeah. Lesbians, lesbians, lesbians. Um, um, lesbians. But so I, so I would have put them in the bottom. And in terms of Boa, yeah, I mean, she was on the bottom, right? I just don't think she was as bad as perhaps Tainomi and um, Alona and Scarlet. But, you know, the story would have been keep Tainomi because of her look, which they read for filth and put Alona and Scarlet in the bottom because, you know, they had basically the same role. And then, you know, it would have made sense that they were going against each other. Mm. Um, and Alona's look on the runway, while I appreciate Skag Drag, it was Skag Drag, uh, in, Alona, in my opinion. Alona's look was, remind me of a detail of that, and I can picture it in my head. Sure. So she had the eyes kind of on this uh, oh, body suit. Oh, that look with the club kid shoes. Yes. Yes. The you club know, kid I, shoes, Mary. Club kid <laughs> shoes. We learned this from Dracula. It's not good. But, you know, I got to say, overall, I had the same feeling last week, and I felt it this week. You know, usually when I watch Drag Race, I can kind of be like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, that runway's safe. Or, oh, she's going to be the top. Or, oh, she's fucked. I, both weeks in a row, I'm like, I don't know. Stacy, you tell me. You know, like mm -hmm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I and that's, that's something true. I haven't been able to figure out why I like cannot predict any of the judging. Right. Oh no. Oh no. When they were like, "Oh my god, Priyanka, that was amazing. This fetish fish fantasy." I'm like, I didn't get that from Priyanka at all. Like I yeah. didn't think it was that great of a look. Scarlet, I, I was a, you know, Granted, she was the first bitch in her story to give you fire swallowing trick, but let us not forget Drag Race Thailand, Candy's Ionide, literally burning off her outfit yeah, on the she runway. Set herself on fire. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I feel like it, that has definitely kept it interesting is that I, the runways and the judging just feels really unpredictable. And I think it really feeds into this chaotic energy of like, I don't know, Canada's Drag Race. You tell me. You show me. Yeah. I have no idea you show what you me. want. Yeah. You tell me, Valerie. You tell um, me. Yeah, and I will say, uh, with Tainomi's look, like, I was getting Ariana Grande meets Grace Jones. I totally got this mythical, like, yeah, she was a warrior. She was, it was armor. And I did appreciate that. And that's what she was read for. And, like, Brooklyn went in. She's like, I don't like this, I don't like this, and I didn't like this. And I'm like, girl, like, bring it back, you know? Yeah. I, yeah Leave her I, alone, RC, you know? Right? I know. Yeah, I, I just felt like, I mean, I didn't, you know, to, to quote our Mary, uh, I did not respond oh. <laughs> to Tainomi's look. But at the end of the day, to be honest, the only look I really did respond to was Jimbo. Like oh, the rest of them, I was just I like, know. you know, I take know. a take a penny, leave a penny. I don't care. But Jimbo, 
Damn, drugs are so, bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's um, oh, I this do. was yes, no, this Jimbo's look. I mean, there was so much to it. And let's yeah. talk about Jimbo and the challenge, Mary. I was getting like this Jennifer Coolidge vibe. Mm-hmm. I was I, like, I guess she got red because it was like kind of dead. But then another judge, I thought, I think it was uh, Jade, said that there was an arc to it, which I I totally agreed with. Mm-hmm. I loved loved Jimbo, like. Yeah, anyway. I'm really I'm appreciating that Jimbo feels like a front runner already. That there's sort of mm-hmm. like it, it's kind Saving of like it. yeah, there's certain and there's certain queens we see in other seasons where you're like, oh yeah, like you know, it's like when we first saw Bianca on in season six, I was like, oh yeah, she's gonna be fine. And I just I'm feeling that way about Jimbo that like when when he came out, she came out, they came out on the runway. I was like, this is this is next. This is so much head and shoulders above everybody else. There's no question. I will also say I loved Kiara in the challenge um, and on the runway. She was giving me a, like that Valentina look. Yes, you know? yes, that's what I was thinking because it was like it, it was reminding me of something like Naomi Smalls would do with the with the flat chest and the you know just that look. But it's that Valentina look. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, right, right. And uh, you know, back to uh, our Canadian correspondent, Sister Mary Alexander. Um, was mentioning Kiara and why their performance worked so well. And they they referenced that maybe it wasn't intentional, but it reminded him of Le Coeur... Uh, Le, sorry, I, I want to say it right. Sorry, Valerie. Le Coeur a ses raisons. Um, Le Coeur a ses raisons. Um, this like telenovela, but it's like French. Uh, it's basically a parody of U.S. soap operas. Oh. And and what what he got was when she clutches her pearls and then clutches her bracelet and then pulls out a rosary mm-hmm. from her chest was very like Quebecian, he said. And uh, I kind of appreciated that little nuance that I wouldn't have known without Alexander. But even so, the rakitikitata and Ayup, like her on the, on, the, on the operating table, I was here for Kiara and also here for On the Runway. I thought Kiara was great. Um, and not to say that I didn't also love Priyanka's performance, because I also love Priyanka's performance. I uh, just wasn't her runway didn't I didn't respond to it. Yeah, Priyanka's performance kind of grew on me. Like at first, I was like, mm, I I get it, but like it, you can you can kind of play this like you know slow moving yeah this slow moving slut, but like. <laughs> Slothy slut. Yeah, but I need I need a little more oomph behind the behind it. You know what I mean? Like it. Mm-hmm. it, it, it yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. needed a little more. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you and, know. Yeah. And and I gotta say, uh, no shade to lemon. Like no shade to lemon. You know, under the lemon tree, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought lemon was fine in the challenge, and I yeah. thought that lemons look looked great. And I feel like they were constructing a story here, and it was so obvious to me. I didn't think that Lemon should have won. I didn't get that she was so great in the challenge. I felt like she, I mean, maybe it helped that she was with Tainomi, who, yes. was, who was smelling burnt toast, apparently. It seemed like she was <laughs> she was fading fast, paging Dr. Penfield. But, um, you know, Lemon this week, I realized with Lemon this week, I was like, Okay, you're probably going to be around for a little while. Oh, I can feel it. Like yes, I can feel I know. what's happening here. It's like an adore. Here. It's an adore energy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. I will say this. I did laugh at the very beginning of the episode when they get back in the workroom and she's reading the, the mirror message and the way she was just like, "Hey, cunts!" Like I just, 
<laughs> that made me laugh was the casual C word. Right, and, right. Yeah. Well, well, and and credit to Juicebox who said bye cunts and just waltzed off the runway. Right, but the way that like Lemon then read that, it was just <laughs> as if it was just like, hey gals, like it just. <laughs> Hey, cunts. <laughs> so, like, my question is, because I know in, in the UK that that is not, that is a more commonly used word, whereas here it's a little like, ooh, I can't say the yeah. C word. Don't say I, it. Canadian Marys, help me out. Like, where do y'all stand on the C word? Is it more casual? Mm. Like, because I just think no one on RuPaul's Drag Race would get away with saying that without a bleep, you know? No, no, no. No, 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 no. They would, if they if she wrote the lipstick message, they'd be like, you need to change that. Right. And, They'd refilm right. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's my question on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wish I knew the answer to that. And I don't. Um, I uh, I also clocked Boa saying Sasha and Violet were safe all the way to the end of their seasons. Not true. Not true. Uh, I went. I don't think. I don't think. It was like, no, well, they never lip synced. But. Uh, yeah, and uh, granted, they were safe many weeks, but like both of them had challenges or were high, you know. Right. Uh, and it's maybe, like, girl, they weren't just safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that was. I thought that was like, oh, uh, and like, and everybody agreed. I thought, oh, well, read a book. Um, yeah, read a Vega. Read a Vega. Read a Aura. Yeah, uh, read a Louise Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I loved this lip sync song. Uh, this is, I think we had this very early on in All Right, Mary Days as a last chance lip sync. Probably. Um, is this, was it, this was Amber, right? Amber, I think it's like a duet, but it's Amber, right? E- Amber is on it. Yes. Amber's on it. And it's from the the 54 soundtrack. The yes. Movie. Yes. yes. Studio oh, 54. Oh, 50, just, 54. just 54. Yes. Yeah. With Nev Campbell and Mike Myers. Oh my God. Uh uh, I've never seen that movie, but like the existence of that movie, the time of that movie, and I think mm-hmm. Ryan Philippi, Ryan yeah. Philippi, and like I think I was just like a little gay high schooler in my little little Toyota Camry, listening to Amber, and so that's kind of what that brings me back to. Mm. Yeah, it's weird that Mike Myers was in that movie. It's yeah. like, was it a comedy? And it wasn't. Ugh. I guess he was just trying to like you know, I don't know, change up his, I don't know, challenge himself. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Stars on 54, that group of uh, Amber, you know, alternate, supernate, alternate, alternate, and, uh, and Joss, <laughs> alternate, yeah. and Jocelyn Enriquez. Uh, oh, this is a right. great, yeah, it's a great song. Um, it's like, you know, on every pride list. Like, it's, it reminds me of uh, that song, um, uh, oh, what have you done today to make you feel uh-huh. proud? Like, there's this similar vibe pride to it. Yeah, it's um, very like what Deborah Cox wasn't available. Yes, yes. Yeah, right, 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 right. Should I wear, go to work? Yeah. Uh, oh God, I love absolutely God. not. <laughs> and I love a stranger in my house because it's got a twist ending. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that Alanis song where yes. it's like, no, it was Alanis crying in your shower. Actually, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. That your house is sort of the unplugged version of Stranger <laughs> in My House. Uh, well, this lip sync was great. Um, I, you know, I didn't mind it. I, you know, kind 
has I think she there was an interview with her being like, girl, like there's no way on my best day I'll never beat Tainomi in a lip sync, which, you know, uh, sure, be humble. But Kine was actually good. She wasn't I got the fantasy that she was putting out. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like I was like, you you kind of really sold this. Tainomi totally. was just doing doing a lot. And I will say this, the thing that bothered me about Tainomi's lip sync was when she started like duck walking and voguing at random times, I was like, this doesn't really fit. It felt like she was throwing the kitchen sink. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of a mess sometimes, but it was mostly a sleigh, I think, for both of these queens. The one thing I noticed, there was like, and this is so small, but there was like a, there's a yeah in that song that I, it made me think of that moment, that moment that kind of moves into something more like spoken than sung smart queens on drag race who want to win lip syncs use that moment to like mug at rue in some way or make a little Mm. face or be funny and rue loves that shit and i Mm. feel like i that was the one thing i was missing i was like oh play with the song like fuck with it a little bit you know like yeah you know like find the drag of it you know find the drag they were certainly like living their they were feeling their puss, as sure. uh, Kennedy goddamn Davenport would say. Um, but the one thing I will say this, I wish there was a moratorium on showing shots of the judges. I'm like, I just want to see them lip syncing. It's not that I mind seeing the judges having a good time. I think that's great. But like, I want to watch the lip sync. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they do this even <clears throat> even for Dita Ritz on season four. This will be. Well, I mean, they cut great. away to Michelle. You know, oh. and I was, oh, no, I was it that one or maybe it was, um, maybe it was, but I mean, I don't mind for Dieter Ritz when they cut to Natalie Cole waving a hanky. No. We no. wouldn't have a podcast if that didn't happen. That's correct. But, but when you're getting such a great lip sync, I don't need to see the, I don't need to see Michelle getting her life. I know she's getting her life. I'm not worried about it. I need to see Dieter Ritz. And yes. so if it's a bad lip sync, well then sure. Cut to the judges, you know, um, but yeah, I hear you. I I don't need to see the I don't need to see that Jeffrey Boyer Chapman knows the words. And it's and, and nothing against Jeff, you know, or Jeffrey. Probably he refers he's, to himself. Jeffrey. Oh, he's a Jeffrey um, who goes by Jeffrey, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Jeffrey. It's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I would struggle with that. <laughs> I no 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 offense to the Sister Mary Jeffreys out there, but like, why not just Jeff? You know, like well, well Jeff. <clears throat> Jeff also sounds like. What are you doing here, Jeff? You know? Yeah, but like Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, but Jeff also gives me like camp counselor vibes, you know? Mm, like I'd fuck Jeff. a Jeff in a second. You kidding me? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck a Jeffrey and let Jeff fuck me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I. But I, even even with the choice between the two, I still prefer Jeff. Okay, well, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Uh, so the last kind of moment here that I think is really important and was a runner up for our clip of the week is when obviously Tainomi is just like loses her fucking shit. Mm. And Oh my God, I loved kind. It was a kind moment from kind um, who I got to say, I was charmed by kind. Um, granted, I didn't think that her Ursula look was anything to write home about. It was very kind of season three drag race, but mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't terrible. Uh, but you know, so, Granted, she goes home. Um, somebody pointed out that this is a yet another season of Drag Race where the second week a Filipino goes home. <laughs> oh, is that is that what happens? Rockham Sakura on, on Gina and uh, now Kine. 
So three in a row. Oh, uh, Angina from All-Stars 5. Sure, sure. I was thinking, yes. oh, no, sh- oh, oh, wow. Um, well, and like, you know, Vivian Panay, when did she go home? She said that she's Filipino know. as well. Um, probably. Uh, I don't know when she went home. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, know her. Yeah. I, I did love this moment when she walked over to her and reclaimed the phrase, this is my moment, and said, don't cry. This is my moment. I'm about to go home, okay? Uh, uh, I loved that. I loved... I did. Like, that mm. self... I think it's an interesting thing, like, watching the show so much and analyzing the fucking shit out of it. It's fun to see that moment of self-awareness from the queen who knows she's going home. Like we don't ever see that. We just see the queens readjusting themselves and getting ready and looking nervous, but we don't see someone being like, girl, relax. I'm going home. Don't worry about it. You know, like yeah, I, right. that was a, uh, you know, that was a nice, uh, nice surprise. And I'll, I'm going to file that under like Canada, keeping it real, you know? Mm, definitely. This was, I just love that. Now there's another, voice that in my head that this is my moment it's not bianca del rio or laganja estranja Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's this kindness this awareness like instead of it being this arrogance of this is my moment it's more of like no don't worry no this is my moment so don't worry you don't have to cry you know right right and it is in a way like a queen's moment like this is it like this is the last moment i have on the fucking show so Mm -hmm. i there is a little bit of like there is a slight bit of like, don't, it's not, don't worry. You're fine. Like, it's not about you. This is where yeah. I'm supposed to cry. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. There's something kind of that I love about that. And, you know, finding out about Kine and doing math tutorials and tutoring kids on math on TikTok, I'm waiting for the analytical queen and Kine collab because Anna, she teaches uh, queers how to code. Like, I what you know? Come on, there should be some more math drag queens out there. Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we in these pandemic times, we can't send the kids back to school. So, like, get them on TikTok. <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. I. You know, it's interesting because part of the interview that I read with Kine um, was, you know, how has this pandemic been for your drag since? She's she came up as a social media queen, quote unquote, like a pearl um, come out of your shell, uh, you know, with her YouTube Instagram. Yeah, Yeah, right. And she but she was like, yeah, this was a pretty easy transition. You know, I was already set up in my apartment. Yeah. uh, I mean, that is stuff there. I mean, I feel like even it's smart, like even if we weren't in a pandemic, it's like nowadays with everyone on social media, like you should know how to do that. Like, I feel like all these queens have learned that now of like, oh. I could make money at home, you know, like mm-hmm. I, so some Queens are catching up and some of them, you know, some of them are using like a potato on a stick as a microphone and some of them have got it going on. Oh, I love potatoes. Mm. <laughs> well, if you listen to the early episodes of all right, Mary, I am no one to judge. I was literally using a russet right. on a twig. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, we didn't think anybody was going to hear it. So no. And they barely uh, could. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well said, Mary. Well, on that note, uh, do you have any other lasting things to say? Do you have a BSA? I mean, you know, I'm going to give it to Anastasia because she really like, I I feel like she, the I was so surprised how moving that was just in like, oh, this, this is so genuine and so real. And like, I... I don't know. It was it, it made me really kind of appreciate her. And so if the if the what the BSA does is like, oh, makes a queen jump out to me and kind of keep an eye on her. I think 
I was already keeping an eye on Astarzia from last week in that bubble coat, but now I'm like, oh, you're like, mm, you're somebody. You and Jimbo, mm. are, you're, you're a couple of somebodies here. Yeah, season of somebodies. Season of um, somebodies. Uh, somebody, somebody. Um, I, <laughs> I want to nominate. I, I'll, I'll obviously I'll go with how you award it, but I also want to just nominate Boa for the mommy and daddy fight at night Mm -hmm. or for the, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm having a crazy anxiety attack. I'm ready to throw up girl. Uh, Those were great moments. Um, Yeah. I'm certainly keeping an eye on her too. There's something about her that jumps out to me as well. So I hear that. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and we can't give it to kind because she's basically, she would be the best actress, but this is my moment. I'm about to go home. Okay. Is, uh, Certainly up there with, I think, BSAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, you know, she left her mark. Um, and then, you know, I'll give like a tiny little nod to Lemon for the way that she read that mirror message. Mmm, Lemon. Yeah. Um, uh, Lemon. Uh, lemon. <laughs> lemon. Uh, well, that that sounds good. And do you have any predictions for next week? Who's going home? It's a girl group challenge. I don't know. That is a uh, that is a great question. I I don't know. I th- that's the thing with this season. I, like I can't make any predictions because I don't know what the three of them are going to cook up. You know. <laughs> yeah, predictions are hard. Uh, I would say, I think Tainomi is they're they're circling her drain, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I could see it. You know, the next one being uh, a Boa or even uh, an Alona. Yeah. I, there's something about their edits right now that I'm like, what? This should be obvious. It's You know, mm. I feel like this episode was also very obvious of who the bottom two were going to be from the very beginning. So I feel like, eh, I wonder if they're telling us a bigger arc too. Like if they're setting up episodes, if they're doing that yet. Yeah. You know? I know. I was thinking about that too, is like how crafty are they trying to be about... Um, you know, uh, dropping hints. Like, I feel like when you watch old seasons of Drag Race, you're like, okay, I mean, they're not trying to flip the script on me because this is the, like, there's no expectations. But once you get to know the show, you're like, oh, I see. Like, a lot of times it'd be like, if the queen is the one to tell her personal story in the workroom, she's likely going home. Mm-hmm. And now they, like, know we're on to that. So, like, they flip the script, you know? Right, right. Like, they'll give us Kine and Anastasia. Yeah. Right. Right. So I don't know. I haven't figured out the rhythms yet, but, um, you know, well, r- rhythm is a dancer, Mary. It so. is. It is. Uh, I've read that somewhere. And so is Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how great. How about, yeah. how boot that? How about, how about, how boot? How boot? Yeah. Um, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on Canada's drag race, eh? Uh, in the Heritage Moments. You can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. We're also at uh, tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. And you can get more of me on either In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you are already finding more of both of us because you're a Patreon, potentially, if you're listening to this in like July. And that's because you went to patreon.com back slash All Right Mary. And if you're listening to this much later and you're listening to this for free and you would have wanted to hear it sooner and want to hear everything else that we have on Patreon, 
let me repeat, it's patreon.com slash all right, Mary. And we love you for it. Mm, thank you, Mary. So the last chance lip sync for this week uh, is bringing us back to the 90s. I know that this was a song, certainly, that we all sung, we all knew about. Uh, it's a cover of Leaving on a Jet Plane by Chantel, and I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but the way I say it is Chantel Kreviazuk. Uh That's probably terrible. So I've always pronounced me. it Kravuziak in my head, so I don't think I'm anyone to judge, but... <laughs> Mary's. Chantel, Chantel, yeah. Chantel, Chantel, Chantel. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, which means, which means stay, right? What, is it? what does she say? She's like, <laughs> doesn't she, doesn't RuPaul like teach? When That's she's her, like, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> early on, it's away. like, yeah. I'll ask <laughs> you to Chant. I'll ask you to Chante, which means stay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Mary's Chantel uh, sings Leaving on a Jet Plane. I would love to see a drag queen do this and make it hilarious. They could they could even put like a crystal method spin on it and it could be like puppets uh, getting on a plane and then going across. You know, I'm, I'm picturing like stick figure stick figures on. Uh, you know, Tootsie Pop sticks. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm just picturing here. I, uh, well, but anyway. I hope there's like a TSA pre-check or something to, you know. This is definitely know. a um, TSA pre-check. Oh, Mary. Um, this is definitely a song I lip-synced in a towel dress by far. Mm. All right. Well, uh, with that mental image, we're going to fly, fly away. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Oh, babe, I hate to go. Bye, Mary. Bye. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morning